What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. Here on a Friday, not a Thursday. It's a big weekend coming up in college football. We've got number five, Georgia versus Clemson tomorrow night. That should be exciting. Talk about that. We got the US Open and Stefanos Sitsipas, who is giving new meaning to the the term uh, when you speak of the location of the US Open, flushing meadows. We'll talk about that. NFL still a just under a week away before the first game of the NFL season, which will be truly exciting. As that gets started, I am really looking forward to that, and I'm sure you are as well on September 9th when we get rolling. And of course, I got my fantasy football team that I've got to get ready for like four drafts you can get all of the lines can learn about betting wager and win the best source for sports betting news on propshq.com still the props network but the website has changed propshq.com I'm going to first start with college football. I am willing to admit that college football crept up on me. It crept up on me. I knew it was here as I had Matt Fortuna on from the Athletic College Football Writer on the show, last Thursday show. But it crept up on me when I'm thinking about how, you know, August 28th, it was college football. Six, Six games. Everyone was starting their season. And it seemed like it was like, oh, okay, mid-September, they'll get started. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that way. But that's the way it, it felt for me. Obviously, I'll be rooting on my alma mater, the University of Pittsburgh this season. But it's almost like you kind of eased into the season. You know, when you had the games on August 28th and September 1st, there were no ranked teams. Last night, I watched a little bit of Ohio State at Minnesota. But this Saturday, this Saturday is really when everything kicks off. You got number 19, Penn State, at number 12, Wisconsin. You got uh, the Badgers favored at minus 
five and a half. I mostly am looking for the top 25 matchups. Number one, Alabama takes the field versus number 14, Miami. Little ACC uh, support will be coming from me against Alabama, but Alabama is favored at minus 19 and a half. That's probably right. Number 17, Indiana at number 18, Iowa. The Hawkeyes are favored at minus four. University of Pittsburgh is hosting University of Massachusetts at four o'clock at Heinz Field. Neither one of these teams are ranked, but I just want to throw it in there. Number 23, Louisiana. And number 21, Texas. Now, before I forget, actually, uh, Pitt is favored at minus 38. I'll take that. Louisiana Lafayette and Texas. Texas has, is favored at minus eight. That game is at 430. But the game, you know, everybody wants to see is number five, Georgia versus number three, Clemson. That is going to be the big game. That will be the big game. Clemson, uh, based on ESPN's football power index, Pretty much 70% chance of winning. 70% chance of winning. Clemson is favored at minus three, though. Over under at 50. Money line minus 155 for Clemson, plus 135 for Georgia. Neither team has played a game. Yes, that is the. ACC Clemson Tigers, so I do root for Pitt and I root for all of the ACC teams. But this is a pretty big game to start the season with. A a loaded week one, if you will, in college football. Because like I said, last weekend, I feel like it was kind of a tune-up. A lot of new quarterbacks, new teams. It's going to be fun. But to say that Clemson has almost a 70% chance of winning, but the line is only at minus three, I think this game is going to be close. And, okay, it may not be a toss-up, but I put it at a little bit more of a toss-up because – Both of these teams are playing for the first time. And you think of the fact that realistically, a lot is at stake for both of these teams. You lose this game, and in many ways, you're almost already out of the... Well, it's not fair to say you're out of the national championship conversation. I don't want to put any hype too much hype hyperbole on it 
but it is something that you've got to think about. Once you have that one loss, that's it. You cannot afford to lose another game. We'll see how Clemson's quarterback, DJ Uagalele, plays against Georgia's front. And Clemson's defense, they will want to try to slow down Georgia's running game. Clemson has won its last six games at Charlotte's Bank of America Stadium. Um, This is, you know, really kind of like a neutral site. Which, of course, if Clemson is able to slow down Georgia's running game, then that means JT Daniels, the Georgia quarterback, is maybe throwing a little bit more. Clemson and Georgia are close in proximity to each other. So, you know, I would like to see, you know, we're talking about this alliance between the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12. I'd like to see a little more ACC, SEC, especially with these schools being so close together. It's been a while since they played, almost uh, seven years. But it's this is, you know, one of those things where it's like, no matter how good the two teams are, or rather, I guess it, it they are good teams, but that I expect this game, as you see with the line at minus three, yeah, it, to me, it's kind of a toss-up. I don't know if that ESPN predictor is right. This is the first time that Georgia will be facing a team ranked in the top five to start the season. And Clemson, you know, they lost to Ohio State in the college football playoff semis. And before that, they beat Notre Dame for the ACC title. But Clemson has lost three of its last five games versus top 10 opponents. So, yeah. This is a little bit more of a toss-up. But I'm still taking Clemson to win the game. And I'll take the over at 50. Let's go ACC. So this should be an exciting weekend. I am looking forward to sitting down and watching some college football. It'll be a lot of fun. It really will. I think so. I think so. And I'm sure you will enjoy it as well. Matter of fact, I know you'll enjoy it. Now we're going to switch to another sport that's near and dear to my heart in tennis. And the first thing that I want to talk about is not on the court. Watch Sloane Stevens beat Coco Golf. They had to be tough for Coco Golf. Sits a pass in his uh, drama that is what I'm calling him now, hashtag flushing meadows in his bathroom breaks. But the first thing that I want to discuss is that I am disappointed in the USTA. You should not have been playing tennis 
when you knew that Hurricane Ida and torrential rainstorms were coming down around the New York, New Jersey, East Coast area, down to Philly, D.C., I know that you didn't quite know what was going to happen with the rainstorms. No one knew. But what you did know is that the rains were coming and it was associated with Hurricane Ida and that there was flooding in other areas and the rain was coming in your direction. I just don't get how the USTA thought it was okay to say, let's still play. Let's toss the ball up. Fans were stranded at Flushing Meadows because of the flash floods on Wednesday in New York City. I don't get it. Chris McKendry of ESPN was interviewing the COO, Daniel Zosner of the USTA, the COO of the USTA. Quote, we were talking about it this morning. We would do anything differently with the decisions and the answer is simply no right now. And if we get more information, we will reevaluate it and we will know for the next time. I'm sure there are subtle things along the way that we could always do better. We're not perfect, but we kept the fans safe and secure. This was an interview done with Chris McKendry after the fact. I don't know what world Daniel Zosner lives in. But you did not keep the fans safe and secure because you told them that you were playing tennis. The winds alone were out of control, blowing furniture all over the Flushing Meadows Tennis Center. I just don't understand how you could think that was the right decision to make. And I'm disappointed that you couldn't, that Maybe you're worried because you're in the cancel culture that you're so that organizations are so concerned about blowback, but you think about the safety of the players and the fans, you should have just canceled. You should have canceled. Even if, if nothing else, if it was just the night matches, although it was raining during the day. If there are, as you have read multiple articles, saying that there are USCA meteorologists that were helping you make determinations of whether you would play or not, maybe those meteorologists need to be replaced. You knew that you had to know if you were the meteorologist that heavy rains were coming for the night matches. So you should have canceled them. It's not like the fans wouldn't have understood. The networks would have understood. The players, I'm sure if you said, hey, we're thinking of your safety first. Let's shelter indoors and not go to the stadiums. Let's not play games today. And that was a mistake. That was a big mistake. And now you've you got clear skies on Thursday and Friday. And yeah, you would have had more matches. Yes, you would have. But I think that would have been okay. I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine anyone 
who would have been upset about you saying, hey, yeah, we, we, we're going to cancel these matches or postpone these matches and play them later. That's what they should have said, and they didn't. Today, Francis TFO, 9 p.m. I'm going to be rooting for him as I move on to the matches that we have coming up. Now, when you're betting tennis, you can get some good odds. It's still a bit of a toss-up. TFO is plus 255. Andre Rublev, his opponent, is minus 320. Rublev is the fifth seed. And I'm going to be rooting for TFO. But Rublev, man, that's going to be tough. You're going to have a good matchup today. Medvedev takes the court. He's at minus 20,000 versus Pablo Andujar at plus 1,900. Eh, I'm thinking Medvedev will win. Daniil Medvedev. Diego Schwartzman versus Alex Molkan. Diego Schwartzman is minus 500. Molkan is plus 370. Felix, the big match is Roberto Bautista Agut at minus 115 versus Felix Auger Aliassime. That'll be a good match. Felix is at minus 105. Batista Ogut is at minus 115. But the match I'm going to be watching is Stefano Sitsipas versus Carlos Alcaraz Garfia. And I'm going to be watching, not because I expect Sitsipas to lose at minus 500, but I'm, I am curious about how many bathroom breaks he's going to take. I'm wondering how come I can't find odds on that and how long the bathroom breaks are going to take. Hashtag Flushing Meadows. That's right, Sisipas has been taking bathroom breaks that have been causing controversies across sports, not just in the tennis world. Now, I first want to preface it by saying that, you know, it's not like he's the only one that has taking taking these long toilet breaks but you know the fans let him have it in his win over Adrian Monarino and this isn't the first time that he's done it but when he lost the third set 6-7 he went and took a a toilet break that was over eight minutes. He did the same thing with in his first round match against Andy Murray. He said, quote, after the match, if I break a rule, sure, I'm guilty. I agree. I'm not doing something right. If I'm staying within the guidelines, then what's the issue? Come on. You know what the issue is. And I think on a larger scale, the issue is some is that, well, Dominic team is not playing. So, you know, that kind of makes me sad. You know, I'm team team. But it's also the fact that some of the top players, Djokovic, Sitsipas, Medvedev, 
are not exactly the most likable players. And that's where I think the issue comes in. That's where you look at a player like Sitsipas, and unfortunately, he doesn't get a pass. Even when he brought up asking probably someone in his camp told him that, oh, well, Andy Murray, he took a toilet break during one of his tournaments too. And so Sitsipas was trying to be, you know, um, witty, snarky, if you will, and asked the reporter, what about when he took a, a bathroom break? And actually the reporter knew, oh, it was only three minutes. So when you're talking seven plus minutes, that's just wrong. That's just simply wrong. Other players have done these bathroom breaks to reset the match, if you will. But when you end up having on flipping to the women's side, Sloan Stevens saying that the rules should change. Then the rules need to change. And Sloan Stevens said, quote, if someone goes to the bathroom for nine minutes, no one says anything. I think now that there's a lot to talk about, people come into press, people tweet about it. Maybe we'll get a little bit more attention. That gamesmanship will kind of maybe turn and change a little bit, end quote. Stevens sits on the WTA Players Council, so, you know, hopefully they will look at it because it's not right. Andy Murray saying, I lost respect for Sitsipas because of that. You don't need that long, as Sitsipas tries to say, to change clothes. Now, granted, you know, I mean, depending on what you're doing in the bathroom, I could see that that is kind of a... You know, you don't want to tell someone they can't go to the bathroom. But then also the other thing is it's been, it's come up about cheating with Sissipas as well. If he's taking his phone into the bathroom, if he is, uh, maybe it's not a fact. But if Sissipas maybe could be tweeting his coach. He happens to have the same coach as Serena Williams, Patrick Morataglu. He and Serena got into a little bit of hot water during that U.S. Open final against one Naomi Osaka. When Serena and her coach were accused of cheating. Boy, what a match that was. Oh, my. Sitsipas is making quite a name for himself. Hashtag Flushing Meadows. On the women's side, we got some great matches coming up. Simona Halep takes the court. A lot of what I would call are not just quality matches, but they're really, you know, I mean, competitive. The the seeded players are still out there in many ways. Alina, Zvitalina versus 
Daria Kasatkina. That's number five versus 25. Simona Halep, ranked 12, 12th, versus Elena Ribakina. She's ranked 19th. Angelique Kerber versus Sloane Stevens, who's not ranked, but that should be a good match. Ribakina's plus 100. Simona Halep, minus 125. Svitolina, minus 215. Katsakina is plus 175. Angelique Kerber is 145, minus 145 against Sloane Stevens at plus 120. That should be a good matchup. The other matchups I'm looking forward to watching, Naomi Osaka... She takes the court tonight. She is definitely favored at minus 600 versus Layla Annie Fernandez at plus 425. Elise Mertens versus Owns Jabor. Owns Jabor is favored at minus 200. But the match I'm really looking forward to seeing is the day match. Victoria Azarenka versus Garbine Muguruza. That should be a battle. Muguruza ranked ninth. Azarenka, 18th. Muguruza, minus 105. Azarenka, minus 115. So there's some good matches to watch today. And I'm looking forward to it. As you are listening to this, the matches may already be going on. So hopefully you are, you know, get to flip on the television on ESPN and watch some of them. It'll be exciting. And it should be an exciting weekend. It's obviously tennis will be going on through the weekend. We got college football, as I mentioned, through the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And I hope you are too. Enjoy your sports weekend. I know that I will. If you need to know where to get news, insight, learn about betting, the links to everything you want to know is right at PropsHQ.com. And that'll do it for Just for Sport. Enjoy your weekend, and ciao for now.